There we go. Um, what'd you say? The Corona? Yeah. How are things there with the coronavirus? Um, well, in Chicago, it's uh, it's not too bad over here. Um, I don't know how many cases we have, but um, in the town that I'm in specifically, it's not too bad. But uh, they locked us down. I'm pretty sure, like every other city in the country. But um, you know, it's just staying inside. Can't leave. Can't go anywhere. All the gyms are closed. So it's kind of taking a toll. But it's a different thing, you know, and I'm pretty sure it's different for everyone else too, but it is what it is. You just have to do with what you got, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm located in uh, Canada and we have the same sort of issue. They locked everything down and you can get fined for being on the street with people. So, Oh really? Yeah. Pretty much just locked in. Um, so no, uh, no jujitsu, no, no training yeah. of any sort. So, um, but yeah, you, you have a, your brother competes too, doesn't he? I got two. I got- Okay, and they both yeah, compete? Yeah, but I got two older brothers, and they both fight. Okay. All right. Yeah, was one of them on your card with you as well? Uh, yes, he was. That was my oldest brother. He was with me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the uh, the highlights of your last fight, and it was uh, – <laughs> I thought it was very entertaining. Obviously, uh, <laughs> you know, you got the decision, but you're doing some cartwheels and mm-hmm. uh, having some fun out there. So, uh, impressive, impressive fight. Um, Thank you. How um how how weird is it to compete with a with a brother or a sibling on the same card? It must be uh must be nerve wracking in the back, um, especially if you. Yeah. Um. So it's the second time I've ever fought with my brother. Um. <clears throat> since there's three of us, they fought together twice. Um. My oldest brother, yeah, and my other brother. Uh, they yeah. fought together twice, and then me and my oldest brother fought twice. Um and. This time around, the first time around, we fought for LFA together. And the good thing about them was I fought, I think, fourth on the card, and he fought um, ninth, ninth or tenth. So there was a gap, you know what I mean? Yeah. And with that gap, it's like it gave us time to like regroup after my fight and for him to focus on his fight. Um, this last fight we had, I was uh, seventh on the card, and he was ninth. So it was kind of it was kind of like cut close. So I had to fight first obviously and then from there after my fight i was still hurting so i had to go get checked out by the paramedics and he was even warm he was even warmed up for his fight because you know i just fought and my coaches and my other brother were out there with me in my corner and he was in the back just trying to warm up and then by the time he came up you know he wasn't fully for fully prepared you know so it, it's cool and it's nice but if I were to like ever do it again, we talk to each other about it, all three of us, and we're like, if we were to fight on the same card, we would have to talk to the promoter and try to make sure that we are not too close on the fight card together because you know yeah. it's just too much. It's too straining, you know, on the mind for me. Uh, right after my fight, right when I was getting checked by the paramedics, I was there for like five, ten minutes, and then that second, the fight got finished right away, and I went to the back, and my brother was walking out. You know what I mean? So I didn't get to see him after my fight. And then I sat down, you know, from there it all went down. So it kind of sucks um, in a way. It has its pros, it has its cons. And would I fight with him again? I would, 100%. But like I said, I would want a gap somewhere in that. You know, I wouldn't, I would want to be able to relax after my fight or relax after his fight and then I fight or whatever, whoever goes first on the fight card. You know what I mean? Yeah, does it put it like, um, like obviously you won your last fight. I mean, you've won every fight, um, yeah. but uh, you won your last fight, and uh, it probably uh, put a little bit of a, 
probably didn't get the same feeling as it would have knowing that he had lost as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. It did not feel good whatsoever. After I fought, I usually for me when I fight, and I know that was one of my hardest fights too. I went out there and I took some damage. Uh, I fought, it was February 7th and today's the 28th, I think. Uh, and there was a, two or three times we collided shins when I was kicking him and he checked me and my shin's still not like hundred percent, you know? So with that, it's like, I wanted to go to the back and just be, you know, like give myself like a little break and then I will like let the wind set in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But after all that, at the pain I sat down and then after I seen him lose, I, you know, like I kind of just, it, it felt like I lost, you know? So it didn't yeah. feel like I won that fight. I didn't get to go see people outside, my friends, the people who supported me, my like fans, my, even my family, you know, like we all just, you know, we'll just like, we'll just see you guys at the house, just leave. So I didn't get to see nobody. And obviously seeing him and how disappointed he was, it wasn't, it wasn't fun to see in that. And, it really did feel like I lost. Like, I didn't feel like I won. When people ask me about my fight, I'm like, yeah, it was good, you know. But, like, it, like if you were to ask me about another fight where I, I would fight alone and that I won, I'd be like, yeah, I'd love to talk about it. But, like, this one, since he lost, like, it was kind of just, you know, it put a damper on, on it. Yeah. But it, it put, like, a really, really big damper on it. It wasn't, like, small. Like, it, it affected me to the point where I felt like I lost in a bad way, you know. Yeah, home, going home, I was like, this is... It's, this this is shitty, you know. This feeling yep. doesn't feel good, even though I I know I won. But you know, it's the like same bloodline, and you train. I train with my brothers every day, and just the grind that it you know sometimes when it doesn't pay off, it just it hurts, you know. And that's the only problem with having like us three fighting together. Everyone's loss is ours, so if one loses, it all you know it hurts. You know, if we if one wins, if one just fights, it's like we all won. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, I have two brothers of my own, so I can I can relate there. None of us none of us yeah. fight or anything like that, but yeah. uh, same sort of thing. You know, one one brother's success is all of our successes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel you there. Um, you've had a, like a, a long amateur career, right? You've had seven seven, seven amateur, fights. amateur fights. Yeah. What was I, the uh, What was the reason behind that? Like, why Why didn't you make the jump to pro sooner? So for me, um, I started training when I was really young. Uh, I was about 12 years old, um, and I knew I wanted to fight, you know, ever since then, because my brothers started, uh, obviously, my oldest brother was 18. Right when he turned 18, you know, he had his first fight, and my oldest is four years older, and the other one's two years older, so by the time he was 18, I was 14, you know, and I was watching him, and and then when my other brother joined in, I was like, man, I'm ready, I could, you know, fight these guys, these amateurs, and <clears throat> by the time I came up, um, a lot of things happened. My uh, oldest brother moved to Milwaukee <clears throat> to train at UFA Sport, you know, and then the other one got injured. And um, from there, it was just like, uh, like everything was all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I got just a little cough going on. But anyways, um, yeah, um, I, I knew I wanted to have at least five, you know. And when it all came together, as I was fighting, we seen some holes that I need to fix as my first fight, my second fight, my third fight, you know. And it was like a plan, you know. Our coach, Alex Pahilo, he's always, he's, with him, it's more 
strategy and more uh, strategic in the in the mind of like or in the aspect of fighting the right person and like right style and making sure you're ready and you know and he was like I need you to make sure you have your ground game on point on you know, when you're on top jiu jitsu wrestling striking muay thai your boxing before we turn you pro and so I had to go out there and prove to him that I was ready to turn pro um, and like if I if it was my own self I probably would have tr- probably turned myself pro after my second fight you know what I mean which probably would have been a bad decision that's why you have a coach and for him, he was like, let's work on your boxing this fight. Let's work on your kickboxing this fight. Let's work on your jiu-jitsu. Let's see what you got. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. And as an amateur, I fought in, fought many guys like to go through the line. The first guy I fought was just like a bulldozer. He hit, he hit really hard. You know, he had some good boxing. Uh, second dude, uh, he's a really good jiu-jitsu guy. He, he's good everywhere, you know. So, like, yeah, like some of them, some of them had really impressive records, like uh, six and one, five and one as amateurs. So yeah, so that was the thing. Um, let's see, third fight, the kid, uh, the kid was zero and one, and he was a Muay Thai kickboxing champion. You know, he's been doing kickboxing since he was little, and then they gave me him. I was like, oh man, like this kid, you know, this kid's a Muay Thai specialist. And my coach was like, okay, the game plan is go in there, strike with him a little bit, see how you feel. You can strike with him, you can strike with a lot of people, and then, you know, do your thing. You're a wrestler, you take him down, and that's what I did. Went in there, you know, after a couple seconds, took him down, and then, you know, worked my jiu-jitsu and everything. And then uh, other couple guys, um, like the guy who was 6-1, and one, I fought for him, Alex Bay, I fought with him. 6-1, and one, you know, it's an impressive record, and my coach was like, let's, let's put you against a guy who knows, who's been experienced, who's been in there. You know, I was only 4-0 oh at the time going against, uh, going in against him. Uh, it was a purple belt jiu-jitsu. And I know he was pretty good at kickboxing, so it was like my coach was like, "Here, you gotta have all all around MMA game ready to go fight this kid." And you know, I did. And then the kid after that uh, was like the number one kid in Illinois, and he was always talking shit to me, uh, you know, messaging me and this and that. But I, that was about a year and a half ago. We're cool now. Like we actually we're planning to train together and everything. But you know, it's how the I guess fight game goes. But. Yep, yep. I uh, fought him. He was supposed supposedly supposed to be like the number one guy in Illinois at 145, and I ended up going in, you know, uh, beating him. And then from there, it's just like I was six and zero at that at that point, and I thought I was gonna go pro after that. And my coach was like, "Let's get you one more, just you know." And because something happened, personal life, I had to take a couple months off. I took, I think, about um, see. The thing was, I was planning on taking like a year off, but. Um, I was like, you know what, let's try a fight. So they gave me a guy who was 8-12. and 12. Well, actually, they gave me a guy who was 3-1, and one, I think, 3-1, and 3-2. And and yeah, Jordan he, Gagne, yeah. Yeah, he pulled out, and and I was like, listen, keep me on the car, whatever, I'll fight anybody, you know. Um, and they put that guy who was 8-12, and 12, and I knew him, a punch, uh, like a, a bunch of my teammates fought him. And I was like, you know what, maybe it's a good thing, a guy with a lot of experience. This man had 20 amateur fights, you know, let me add him. And at that point, my coach is like, let's turn you pro after this fight. And after that fight, that was like, you know, the goal, to turn pro after the fight. And um, when that all, you know, after that all happened, I was like, I'm ready. Give me this and that. And he's like, my coach is like, actually, let's see if we could do one more amateur, this and that. And I was like, okay, whatever you want, I'll do. I, You know, it don't matter to me. And we ended up, um, you know. Like, I just told him I want a break, though. And then 
after that break, I got myself back mentally, my back, you know, me physically, mentally, everything. And um, I told him, like, whatever you want, you're going to give me an amateur fight. I'm ready. We had a guy who was 6-0 as an amateur and he was like let's make it happen i said Let, let's do it but then ramadan came and i was like i'm not fighting during ramadan i'm not doing that yeah. um and he's like you know what we have this card and and uh it was in november he's like let's make it happen i said let's do it and they made it out of catch weight which i never fought at 150 before besides my last amateur fight i said okay but i'm not a, i'm not a 55 i'm fighting at 45 and so you know took about what two two and a half years so it was good. I felt like it was a good amateur run and good amateur fights. I, I felt like I fought some of the best people that I could fight, you know, even the dudes I fought with, like, like not even a record. Um, like the dude I first fought was Ono. It was our, both our amateur debut. And then this guy knocked out the next two guys in under 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the second kid was Muay Thai champ. And I was, you know, like I, I, I know myself and I know who I fought. So I know where my level is at. And I just I'm grateful that I had a long, I guess, longer amateur career than most because it teaches me, you know, and it taught me like what I need to know and yeah, to be fully also, ready, you know. Yeah, it's also good that you you picked it up young too, right? Because you're 21, um, right? Yeah. 21? 21. Yeah, 21. Years. So it's really, really young to the game. So you may as well pick up, pick that up now versus someone who's picking it up at 27 or 28 and they may not yeah. have time to add those fights in, right? hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. So that's the thing. I had time on my side too. Uh, even though like you can't always say like, okay, I have time. But in reality, I'm, like you said, I'm only 21. So I could have, I could have fought amateur until I was 24, 25, you know, but like I didn't have to rush nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you said your, your older brother, your oldest brother is at uh Rofu sport. Is that something that you've considered? Like I'm sure you've gone and so, trained there. So he was at Rufu sport. He ended oh, okay. up leaving. Yeah, he ended up leaving and coming back, and that's the thing. We train every day. And I, I did go out to Roof Sport every Thursday to see him. I drove out there, and we would do the practices there, you know, good training out there. And then, you know, he decided to come back, and my other brother came back from an in injury. Um, and then, you know, we all got back together, and we just started all training, you know. Yeah, it's and, probably good that you guys are quarantined together, right? That uh, that competition there, you guys can put in yeah, the work day in, 100%. day out. That's the thing. Be, the thing is he would be – he doesn't, they, both of them really don't live here, like with me, but they'll be coming in every now and again, like they're here right now, and he's like, hey, you want to work out, you know, like, you want to do something, this and that, so it's always good to have that push, you know, it's always yeah. great to have that push to train and get ready for fights, even if there's no fights and this and that, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely, I mean, I really, like, my, my, my brother, I have one brother here, uh, the other one's in Europe, he uh, plays soccer in Europe, so oh, wow. I don't, I don't see him much, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's good to be able to have them here, and they push you. Um, yes, hundred percent. They probably and push also the bloodline too. You know. Yeah. Plays yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. um. So your your family's from from Palestine, correct? Yes. Yeah. So um, one question. I mean, I I find that a lot of UFC fighters and Bellator fighters don't seem to be coming from from the Middle East and Palestine. Yes. Um, guys like Bilal Muhammad obviously have kind of changed the script and have shown like, you know, we have legitimate fighters. Yeah, um, yeah. How long do you think before uh, you know, the Middle East is a frequent stop for, for these bigger organizations? And um, obviously I'm sure it's something that you want to put on the map as well. Yeah. hundred um, percent. For me, I um, would love to. Uh,
Are you still there? Yes. I'm sorry. Could you hear me? Yeah, I lost connection there for a second. Okay. I was saying, um, obviously, my goal is to make to the UFC and become world champ, you know, and always moving forward uh, in my goals, you know, as a fighter. And uh, one of my other, like, biggest goals that I have is a couple of things. One, to have a platform big enough to show what I really care for, you know. And one thing is my country, which is Palestine. And a lot of people don't know about what's happening over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's also a thing, um, a bunch of things that's happening over there. It's like a kind of like worn, torn around there, you know, those areas. And so the biggest focus is cannot really be a sport. That's why you really don't see a bunch of athletes coming from that. You know what I mean? That country over there, you know? Um, usually it's the people who move out or leave and then build themselves in another country as the U.S. or Canada or, um, you know, wherever it is, um, you know. And um, so for me, I'd love to make to the UFC, have that big name to show what the country is all about. And I hope um, after some time it would get big enough to the point where you know, more people come from that, but um, as of right now, it would it probably probably needs a lot more time. You know what I mean? Because over there, once you're over there, that's not the main priority. You know, main priority is to stay safe, stay alive. Like it's you know, it's pretty dangerous back there, and um, I think it 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 probably take years to yeah. really put a number on it. But yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm rooting for you. I. Uh... I've watched your last fight and, uh, you know, uh, been a fan of Bilal for a long time as well. So really, yeah. like, you know, and, and I've, I find MMA, especially uh, like Farah, she's a, a journalist and she's she's really put it on the map as well. So yeah. Yeah. I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, these and, and they put they put a card over there not too long ago as well. And uh, the UFC Abu, did. So he's in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully they can uh, they can continue to grow that, and with those organizations, yeah. hopefully it really uh, really helps. I guess, especially with the situation over there. Yes, hundred percent, my man. Yeah. Um, also, um, I guess for for younger people who are uh, considering MMA, and more specifically, parents. Uh, like I'm 24 myself, and yeah, if I went yeah. up to my parents when I was 16, 17, or in your case, 14, and said. Hey, I want to be an MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah I'd, be, I'd be kicked out of the house. Uh, so, what? Uh, I guess, what was your parents' thought when they had three kids, all want to be fighters? Uh, so, I'll tell you this. Um, it's actually funny because uh, I was twelve at the time. Uh, my brothers were fourteen and sixteen, and my oldest brother actually had a conversation with them. Was like, "Hey, I want to fight," and. Obviously, the whole house got flipped upside down and telling them, no, you can't just fight. What is that? What do you think this is? You know what I mean? Go get a job, blah, blah, blah. And um, I mean, look at him now. You know, he's 10 and 1 as a pro on the verge of getting signed to anywhere, any promotion in the world. And the thing is, it's just, you know, with that, obviously, every parent's going to react the same way at at first, you know. So with him, it was, um, it was, so at first it was uh, him who had to go through it. And so they like kind of accepted it after he fought. And they're like, okay, you're the oldest, you know, you fought, you like it, you love it, you're training super hard. So it seems like you can keep it going. And then so my other brother, 
So it's like the three of us and all three of us are like different in a way, you know what I mean? So my oldest brother, my parents are always supporting him. Um, and then my um, other brother, the middle one, he was kind of like the trouble child, you know, in high school and everything. <laughs> yeah. So he could go up, he went up to him like, I'm fighting. They really didn't say nothing to him. Okay, you can do whatever you want, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. with him, he got it. And then for me, it was, uh, I would say, I would say in my opinion, it was the hardest because when I was young, I wanted to fight. And I told, I didn't actually tell my parents I wanted to fight. I told my brothers. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'd love to, like, I'd love to join when I get older. I'm going to do wrestling. And I told them when I go in high school, I'm going I'm to do it, you know. Um, and so when I was done wrestling, I told my mom, I'm like, I'm going to fight, you know, because I just turned 18. I was like, I'm going to fight. I'm going to go to the gym with them. I'm going to start training now and finish wrestling. And the thing was, I was doing Muay Thai, my own my own gym with my other coach, and he left after I turned 18. And, you know, so I was like, I'm going to start training with them all the way and wherever they train at. And so she was like, you're not fighting. I said, no, I'm going to fight. I didn't train for the past six years to not fight. You know, and she was like, what do you mean train? And, like, my mom, like, kind of didn't understand that. Every time she would drop me off to the gym since I was 12, she didn't. She thought I was lifting. She didn't think I was training and doing Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling. Yeah. So she was confused. She's like, you don't know how to fight. I said, let me fight, you know, at least one time. Maybe I can show you. And then so she was She was just like kind of held it off. She's like, you're not fighting, whatever, whatever. And then as time flew by, I come back one day and I was like, hey, I got a fight scheduled. And she went like crazy and started yelling at me. She's like, what do you think? Well, no, you're not fighting. Only your brothers can fight. You're done. You're. No, I don't want three. I said, no, don't worry. It's okay. And then <laughs> she goes and she's like, I'm going to tell your dad. She tells my dad. My dad's like, okay. So they both come and sit me down. They're like, listen, one fight. If you lose, you're never fighting again. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then they kind of put that pressure on me. Like, if you ever, if you lose this fight, you're not fighting. You know, like you're not making a career. You're, you're stopping. And what's actually funny is I remember the day, the day of wins, I came back home. I was by myself. I came home. And my mom was like, oh, um, so this is just going to be your one and only fight. I said, no, no, the deal was if I lose, I get to, I, then I have to quit. But if I win, I get to keep going. And then she started yelling at me, and I'm like, man, I'm just trying to replenish my body. You know, I just cut weight. And then the funny thing is after, you know, obviously I won my first fight, and then I kept fighting. And after the, my last, my second last amateur fight, I told my mom, I'm like, listen, I don't want to go to school no more. I want to make this like, I want to train full-time, this and that. And she tells me, I 100% support you. She's like, drop out of school right now. And I was like, let's go. You know what I mean? So yeah. then she, like, had my back. And she's like, I believe in you. I know you could do this. You're, like, she's like, you're doing great things. And my dad supported me, too. Like, he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? And then, obviously, like, when that all happened, when I did drop out of school, that's when I had to take a break because something happened, you know. And so... I actually went back to school, you know, and I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to make fighting my priority, but I'm also going to have other things to do in my life, such as school, you know, and all these other things in work. So, um, yeah, it, it took a couple of years for my mom and dad to be like, oh, OK, you know, it's fine. But now they're 100 percent right in the ship and they believe in me, you know, like a thousand percent. My mom believes I'm going to make it far and my dad does, too, you know. And my dad's always watching the same fight. He, if I have a fight, he's watching it for six months straight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Until another one comes on. 
He's like, hey, see, you see this? I was like, yeah, I mean, I was the one fighting. I know what happened. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, I mean, on the bright side, you're, uh, you're what, 9-0? So, I mean, you've never lost. Yeah. Uh, so they can't really get you to quit if you don't lose, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, 100%. <laughs> I guess for some non-MMA content, uh, so what uh, – What's your quarantine uh, day look like? You got any movie recommendations, any TV shows you've been watching? Um, yeah, man. So I'm not going to lie. Me personally, I love, like, I love leaving. Like, I'm not leaving, but I love moving. I hate staying in one place. Yeah. And the fact that the quarantine is making us stay. Like, I force myself to go outside. And I'm like, listen, I know there's nothing to do. And I hope I don't, like, no one comes at me and says, hey, what are you doing outside, you know? But I just... I just can't stay inside. But when I do right now, it's just my own. Oh, this is the thing, too. So my mom is in the Middle East, actually, and they put the ban on so she can't come back. And she's stuck there. Not the ban, but, the you know, they yeah, closed travel. the, yeah, the travel thing. So she's stuck there. So I'm left with my dad. And there's my dad. My little, my little I have a twin sister, actually. So my twin sister and my little brother. And my other brothers just, you know, live somewhere else. And, um... Well, man, we just, we all stay up, me and my brother and my sister, and we just stay up, because uh, right now, actually, I'm injured because uh, I hurt my wrist a couple weeks ago, so I guess this quarantine isn't the worst thing in the world, because I wouldn't be able to train, but, like, I'm pretty sure I should be cleared, but it's not going to go see a doctor for it, so right now, I'm just, like, you know, just not doing nothing with it, um, and basically, bro, the only thing I'm doing right now is eating a lot of food, and then just playing the UFC game, uh, Madden, and just, you know, all these games. But one show I can definitely recommend to you if you've never watched it, if you – you don't even need to like football, but it's called All-American. I don't know if you know that show, but that show I is don't. terrific. Okay. Do you know what it is? I don't. No. Yeah, that's a show you should watch. It's amazing. And I think it's like everyone's watching it right now. But All-American, um, that's the only show I've been actually watching. I've, I watched it starting – I started it before quarantine, and now that it's, uh, you know – now we're stuck here. I finished it, and now I'm like, man, what else could I do, you know? And then my dad's out here making us do construction in the house, so that's why it took so long. <laughs> he were, you know, doing the tiles downstairs, and I'm just like, man, I'd rather be, you know, training, get hit in the face, than doing all this, you know? So yeah, I get it. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I'll give you like a rundown of the podcast, I guess, how I started it. So yeah. I've been a diehard MMA fan for since Rampage broke that door. Uh, years ago uh that's the fight that got me in it um but uh but yeah so i was i work nine to five but i'm working from my my house and i live by myself right now um my brother's out with his girlfriend and uh, my girlfriend's not here so i was like you know what i may as well do something mma related and i had a ufc like matchmaking thing that i've worked on for years on twitter so i was like why don't i just put it out there and ask if anyone wants to join on the podcast so i did Next thing I knew, I had three uh, UFC fighters on, a Bellator fighter, and uh, yeah, so it started like that, and uh, now I'm writing um, articles for <laughs> for MMA sites, so it's, I don't know, it was, it was way better than just, you know, playing video games and doing doing nothing else, so it's kind of how I started, and very similar, like, I'm used to going out and doing stuff, Um but, uh, but yeah, quarantine forced me to do this, and I'm glad I did because when you meet new people, you start a blog, you have a conversation with people, and it's uh, it's definitely more fun than just being stuck in the house doing nothing. You, did you just start this? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, I just started it uh, a couple weeks ago. So I've this is episode six actually. Uh, 
but I've had Mike Rodriguez on, who's a UFC light heavyweight. I've had Andre Ewell um, and Devin Powell, who are uh, all UFC and Bellator fighters. So uh, I, they're pretty cool. It was fun. And uh, yeah, so still new to this learning, but I uh, appreciate you coming on, man. It uh, yeah. means a lot. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Uh, last question, man. Uh, do you have any predictions for 249, Khabib and Tony? Well, first, I hope it happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, man, uh, that fight, I'm, I'm a big fan of Khabib. I like Khabib a lot, you know. Uh, I don't like the fanboy or, or like, favorite too much fighters um, or be, like, too much of a fan of because, you know, I feel like I – I want to get that one. I can't be doing that to too many guys. You know what I mean? Um, but one dude that has my respect fully and 100% is Khabib. And I also like Tony. I like I like Tony. I think what he deals with on a daily basis is insp- like inspirational. You know, I think he's, he's a little crazy, but you know that's uh, that's him. And you know he's dealing with all the stuff with like the schizophrenia had and all that feud that he had last year. You know, like that stuff is definitely hard to deal with and uh, but I, I, I like both guys and if I were to put a prediction on it I'd probably probably have to say Khabib decisions him I don't see Khabib finishing yeah. Tony because uh, no one can finish Tony um, and then I don't know I, I can't really see Tony uh, subbing Khabib I just can't see it you know um, but if I, I mean if there is a way that he could win it would probably be somehow by estimation. I don't think he'll be able to decision him, and I definitely don't think anyone will be able to knock out each other, you know, because Tony yeah, eats yeah. shots like it's, you know, like it's his breakfast, and Khabib is just, you know, that dude's just different type of grappler, you know? So, I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be the be- the hardest fight he's ever had, like, ever. So, we'll see how it goes. And I, I'm probably going to say Khabib decision, so... Yeah, it's, that's how I have it. I have Khabib decision, but the more yeah. I think about it, the more I go back and forth. And yeah, no. uh, you, got, you got Tony's elbows, and uh, who, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's uh, crazy stuff and all the stuff he does. Yeah, he's a wild, wild man. All right, man. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I'll uh, I'll let you know when it's up. I'll I'll uh, but uh, appreciate it, and uh, make sure you keep washing your hands, man. Uh, uh, stay uh, safe. Uh, uh, You too, my man. Thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, you too. Stay safe.